PR. It's not just a catchphrase. It's a passion. And it's a career. But sometimes, it can be a headache. So sit back and recover with this PR Hangover, a podcast of Grand Valley State University's chapter of PRSSA. I'm your host, Brady Mills, and this is probably the only hangover you'll ever look forward to. Community relations. It's more than business-to-business partnerships or the occasional press release. There's a lot to it. And today, Jennifer Pasqua, lead of community relations for Spectrum Health, is on the show to give a little bit of a window into her life and also the strategy she uses to go about truly listening to her communities, building the trust, and then crafting messages that resonate with those audiences. She has an exorbitant amount of wisdom in the field of community relations and communications in general. So if this is something that's interesting to you, do not hesitate to reach out. She loves connecting with students, and I'll provide her contact information in the show notes below. This interview was very fun and extremely insightful. So sit back and enjoy getting to know Jennifer Pasqua. Well, welcome everyone. Today we've got Jennifer Pasqua. Jennifer works at Spectrum and she is the lead community relations. So Jennifer, welcome. We're so pumped to have you. And honestly, I think community relations is a huge thing that touches on a lot of what we learn as PR students, but we don't always define exactly what it is or it's it's part of a class, but it's not a full thing. And this is your life. So Welcome. Thank you so much for being on the show. Well, I'm glad to be here. This should be fun. Awesome. Okay. So I just want to start off and I ask all the guests this, but who is Jennifer Pasqua? <laughs> just give an intro yourself. You know, if there's, if you want to cover family life, hobbies, professional life, anything, like what makes you, you? Okay. How, how long do we have for this conversation? Cause this could be very long, <laughs> very layered. <laughs> I guess, yeah, I guess keep it brief, but we like to yeah. know, know our guests. You bet. You bet. So um, maybe I just start off with, with my time here in Grand Rapids. I moved here in 2005 after spending a good portion of my time in Northern Illinois in the Quad Cities area. I came here for a gig. I was hired by WZZM to be one of their uh, reporters anchors. And so it's been a fun journey. I, um, had no idea where Grand Rapids was, but it was between Grand Rapids, Louisville, and Las Vegas. So people are like, Grand Rapids, why would you choose that? But at the end of the day, it worked out well. I am a mother to three young men now, but at the time they were in sixth grade, fourth grade, and kindergarten. So I wanted a place that was going to be somewhere that we would stay for a while. Because if you are in the broadcast journalism industry, you know you move a lot. And my kids were at that point where they're like, please, can we just stay somewhere for more than a couple of years? And so Grand Rapids became the destination. It's close enough to my family, which who are mainly in the Chicagoland area. And it was close enough, but far enough, you know? And um, it's it's been a wild journey since then. I was with WZZM for about 13 years. I segued out of the news industry after finally getting my master's degree at GVSU. And it was a point in my life where, you know, I hadn't been in school in 20 some years. And I thought, well, I wanted to see what was next. And so I went ahead and got my master's degree. And I also, at the same time, soon after I graduated, I had a position created for me at Serendipity Media, which is a publishing and also marketing firm out of Grand Rapids. 
And they created a position for me as a content engagement manager. And so uh, that was a lot of fun, a lot of travel and tapping into more writing skills and also a lot of the media experience that I had and as well as community relations. So fast forward to, to 2020 when the pandemic hit and my hours because of the fact that I was dealing primarily with student travel, group travel, Broadway, uh, my position was eventually eliminated. So I, at that time, decided, okay, well, this is, this is my journey. I'm going to roll with it and decided to create a freelancing group. Um, and so I was able to do a lot with virtual fundraisers, a lot in terms of uh, facilitating and moderating conversations, creating videos, because as we know, during the pandemic, we relied heavily on the technology of what we were able to still provide to people. Um, and it, it was great. And lo and behold, um, ended up getting a position at Spectrum Health. So that's me in a nutshell. Um, for those who may have may not know me in terms of my broadcast life, heavily um, involved in community events. Uh, a lot of what I segue through, I was you know reporter, hard news reporter, then I became an anchor, then became a host for a lifestyle show there. And so I was kind of known as the resident foodie <laughs> and, um, you know, the one who was up for any adventure. So it, it's been a fun ride. Of course. I, that's a great reputation to have, especially in Grand Rapids. That's awesome. So now you ended up at Spectrum um, coming out of that freelancing. So, you know, I mean, obviously you got that community relations experience at Serendipity uh, and was that something that at the time you knew you that was something you wanted to go more into or is did that just play out naturally? You know, what, what would that look like for you? Yeah, it was an interesting dynamic because, um, you know, when I was in broadcasting, my favorite part of being a journalist was meeting people, you know, and getting to build those relationships, which, of course, bode very well with what I was doing. And um, I never knew community relations could truly be a career. And this is, this is something that I will tell people time and time again, is that um, never burn bridges. Because how I got my job at Spectrum was really interesting. First of all, uh, the person who hired me, we used to be reporters in our 20s in Rockford, Illinois. And when I moved to Grand Rapids, she was the health reporter at our station. So that was the second time we got to work together. Well, she approached me before I even left Serendipity and said, hey, we have this idea. Uh, we currently have a community relations position, but we want to kind of uh, mix it up a little bit and, and kind of change the, the focus on having it be more about relationship management. And I thought, oh, do I really want to work for a corporation again? Because this is kind of fun freelancing and working on my own time and, um, you know, kind of laying down my own schedule and being able to pick and choose the clients I wanted to work with. So we continued to have the conversation. And as we were having the conversation, we began to kind of really map out what this position would look like. And it really is strongly about relationship management in building, sustaining um, relationships within the community. So because I had so many contacts in the broadcast industry for being for doing what I did for 13 years, and also just being heavily involved in the community, I thought that it was the right fit. And so the week that I finally said yes to that position at Spectrum was the week that I found out my job was being completely eliminated. So trust in the timing of your journey, everybody, wow. <laughs> because wow. things, things happen 
when they're supposed to happen. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. So, I mean, real quick, let's back up a second. If you could just define community relations um, in general, and then we can talk about what that looks like in your current position, but just quickly define it for everyone. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a little bit of, um, you know, a little bit of PR, of course, right? A little bit of marketing. It's a nice mix, but it all boils down to building those relationships with community members and having them trust in what you're trying to present to them, having them trust to come to you for any concerns, any ideas that they may have to help elevate those ideas. And so, really bottom line, if you think of one word, it's just relationships, right? Community relations is about relationships. Hmm. That's a common theme I'm finding in talking to different uh, professionals in the field is that it all comes down to the people and the relationships. And that's where, I mean, the tactics and the strategies, they all come out of that. Um, And that's really cool. I find that quite interesting. So at Spectrum, then, when you talk about relations, is that with um, obviously community members, but does that mean just the average Joe, or is that talking about uh, businesses, other corporations, nonprofits? Is that everything? Like, what does that look like for you? Yeah, all of the above, all of the above. You know, there are certain situations where Spectrum already has established relationships with nonprofits, right? And, the, and there's some partnership development in that. Um, obviously, there's big corporations that want us to sponsor certain events. And then there is, like you say, the average Joe who comes to you and says, hey, we've got this great idea and we think that it fits the healthcare realm of what Spectrum does and represents. And how do we kind of sort that out? And maybe it may not necessarily be the idea that they initially came up with, but that evolves throughout conversation. Hmm. So that's why it's so important that as somebody who is in this role, you obviously get to know the organization, but also get to know the people who represent the organization, right? Um, And I think in building that, they're more likely to come to you instead of uh, always kind of seeking out other arenas or avenues to try to get to you. There's that relationship establishment. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, if you could, if you could, put a day-to-day routine on things? And maybe that's an impossible question. I know things probably change a lot for you day-to-day, but what does that look like? Are you managing? Are you doing more of the tactical side of things? What is that? Yeah, it's a lot in terms of, we all know Spectrum is the largest healthcare facility in West Michigan. So um, any given day, you know, of course, we, we there's meetings with your team. They call them huddles. And, um, and then you have a smaller group. You know, you have your department, which uh, the communications and strategy department at at Spectrum Health is well over a hundred some people, but I have a team of about five that we work closely specifically with partnerships and sponsorships. And so on any given day, it could be just meetings. It could be um, strategizing how maybe one project that was brought to your plate would work out and, and which department would that better fit or better align with. Um, it could be, you know, having coffee with with somebody who says, you know what, we want to create this opportunity for Spectrum and me really, and this is where my, my background in, in journalism comes in, really kind of figuring out, okay, what is it that they have that they want to present and how do I translate that into the healthcare system world? Hmm. Okay, so maybe, maybe you answered this then, but what is what is one thing if you had to name a top thing that that really lights your fire and gets you excited about your job at Spectrum. Yeah. 
again, you know, my draw is community. I was slated to only be here for two or three years and now I'm going on 15 plus. And so I think getting to know your community and getting to know the people who are behind the scenes, who are part of these awesome nonprofit organizations or these corporations who really want to do good in the area in which they work and live, that's what really gets me excited. And really the brainstorming part of it, because I am very much a creative in the sense that, um, you know, I'll leave the analytics and all that good stuff to somebody who's more in tune with numbers and wanting to know all the the background specifics. I love the process of coming up with an idea and then actually see it come to fruition. Mm. Okay. And then, uh, so well then on the other side of that, is there anything that specifically exhausts you or that is the hardest part of community relations? Um, Patience and learning that it does take time, especially in a corporation like uh, Spectrum Health there are a lot of layers of departments, a lot of uh, time spent in having things approved that you may not think is a really big deal. For example, you know, sending a community email out or a community newsletter. Well, that has to go through four or five different set of eyes before you send it out to the community because whatever is on that email or on that newsletter is still representing Spectrum Health. And you wanna make sure that you're Um, aligned with their brand, with their voice. And so I think that's something that if somebody wants to get into this position, especially for a corporate type world, um, you have to have a lot of patience that sometimes it's a lot of sit around and wait, you get everything going and you're like, okay, we're going to get this done. And then, oh, we got to wait for XYZ to happen first. Mm -hmm. And communicating that back to the community and saying, you know, we didn't forget you, you're still top of mind. There's just a process that we have to go through. Okay. That's that's great. Yeah. And I I think that, I think a lot of people have that dream of climbing the ladder in in a big um, organization like that, but uh, yeah, that's, that's a great point. It would take an extra, a good amount of patience there. Okay. So as, as you've gotten to know the community, um, do you have, I, I wanted to talk about the importance of really understanding that community and, and you have touched on that, but do you have anything aside from your background in journalism, things that you do specifically that allow you to make those relationships faster or that help you maintain relationships or like, like coming to a new community like Grand Rapids, um, not being that familiar with it. How did you go about making this your own community and really getting to know the people that you're either communicating with or serving? Well, you know, it was really important for me at that time to really get to know the community because my thought process is if I'm a true reporter, I can't just report on things that I don't know. I need to get to know the people, the places, you know, the obscure types of characteristics that make the city as great as it is. And in order to do that, I need to be proactive. I can't wait for people to come and approach me to say, hey, welcome to the community. Let me show you around. So one of the first things that I did prior to moving here was I connected with the Chamber of Commerce and the Visitors Bureau. And I said, you know, I want to make it an effort to find out the who's who, um, get to know just not the you know, publicized part of Grand Rapids, but the stuff that's really the core issues, the things that people care about, And um, yeah, those were the two places that I connected with immediately. And then following that, um, I'm a big time volunteer. Um, That was just kind of 
instilled in me in my own family. You know, my, my parents were both educators and they set up a homeless shelter in our hometown. So growing up with that sense of giving back and being a community servant was really important to me. And so, yeah, I dove in, but you know, you gotta be careful of how much you take on because suddenly I found myself on 10 different boards because I wanted to change the world. And I thought, okay, I'm only giving 10% here, 20% there. And so it was a reflection period um, of figuring out, okay, where do my real passions lie? Yes, I can support all of the things that I love and think that I can contribute to community, but where can I really hone in and do work, roll up my sleeves and actually do work? So, um, you know, having been involved in, you know, toying around with various organizations and nonprofits, I was able to learn from that. And I think it's it's important that um, when you go to a to a new community. And if you want to have that mindset, if you want to go into the industry of community relations and PR, that's really important that you do the reach out first, because you can't just sit around and wait and then, you know, get a little upset as to why you're not learning so much or why you're not being tapped in in certain um, organizations and associations, because you also need to show your initiative. Hmm. Well, I'm loving what you have to say. This is awesome. And, and I love talking to someone who's so community-minded and, and dedicated to all that. I just, I admire that a lot. So thank you. Thank you for sharing all this. Yeah. Um, now, I do want to talk to you a little bit about um, diversity, equity, inclusion, and what that looks like for you um, staying informed and aware of your audience. And obviously those things shift, terminology shifts, you want to be up to date, but you also just want to genuinely care for people. So how do you, how do you do that? That is a really good question, especially after the year that we've been through, right? I think at Spectrum, they are doing an incredible job in its DE&I efforts. Um, there are many groups aside from the main structure of Spectrum in which they allow the opportunity for employees and staff to get really involved. Um, they have groups for you know up and coming next leaders, um, groups for LGBTQ, um, the Hispanic community, the Asian community, the Black community, and all of those things combined do matter. And what I really appreciate with Spectrum is that they work to allow this to happen during work hours, right? Because it is a lot of work, and to be mindful of what you just referred to, knowing um, the terminology, knowing the different types of issues affecting each of those groups. It does take time, but it's also being open enough to listen, digest, don't be afraid to ask questions. And I think the struggle now for many is the fear of asking a question and perhaps some retaliation into how that question was asked, right? So I have been doing a lot of listening and reaching out. And, you know, if there are groups and organizations that I deal with on a personal level, you know, I'm just the type of person and that's just me. And this doesn't, you know, this may not work for everybody, but I say, I preface it saying, I'm asking this because I want to learn and if it comes across in a way that's offensive, please let me know. But I don't know how else to ask it, right? And to have that vulnerability and to have that, oh, what is that? Emotional intelligence to 
to really have that tough conversation is, and it's an ongoing conversation, right? I think also the biggest struggle is we have all these talks and people want action, but it's still a matter of understanding before we can move forward. Hmm. Now, have you ever had any experiences where you, I mean, like where you've, you've gone into that conversation and it's been received really well, where it's like, you did ask that question wrong, but because you asked it like that, has that happened or the opposite of that? Um, do you have any specific experiences with that? You know, I think that because I'm also very much, um, I try to be as thoughtful as I can before I say and speak, right? But because of that relationship building, the people that I have conversations with know that it's coming from a good place. Now, if we didn't have that relationship and it wasn't built and I just threw it out there the first time I met somebody, yeah, they may be a little standoffish in regards to what I'm asking and saying, but I think in building that trust, which is huge in relationship management and community relations, building that trust and knowing that you are coming from a good place is so key. And I really appreciate that perspective because I think a lot of, because DEI is like such a mainstream topic now, it gets really easy to be, to want to just go there just because you know, that's a box you have to check now. And, and it, not that you don't care, but that's just such a thing to talk about. So building the relationships first, because you care about the people and then talking about how that plays out and how you can um, be inclusive. That's yeah. Wow. So, and we, we talked about this, but because you came into this position and Spectrum already had all these partnerships and, and existing things, were there any that you didn't know, or you, you did, had no part of those relationships that you had to step into a spot where it's like two organizations have a relationship, but now you're the connection point. And was that awkward at all? Or was that easy to step into? It's like going back to school. It really is. I mean, I've only had this position since November. Mm. And so Yes, absolutely. There are many, um, many instances in which I'm kind of stepping in a in a new role as the representative in this in this um, dynamic as as a community relations lead and trying to understand the connection between spectrum and, and the organization. And oftentimes there's a lot of institutional knowledge that you have to gain from other people, your cohorts, because you just don't know what you don't know. And so it's asking a lot of questions. It's making sure you go back and do a little research, find out what that relationship has been like before you even have that first conversation, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, and like you said, especially now in this dynamic of where we've had to do it virtually, that's added another layer of uh, complexity right? Because of the fact that it's hard to build a relationship when you're on screen because you, you're not seeing fully your body language. Like I could be talking to you right now and, you know, who knows, I could be doing something crazy with my hands that you don't understand. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but when you're with, when you're with somebody face to face, it is a different dynamic. So building those relationships online and virtually has um, been something that, that's taken a lot of practice. Hmm. Of course. Now, do you have any tips then practically of <laughs> things you do on Zoom calls with people that really allow you to connect with them despite the virtual interference and all the noise? You know, I just anytime and I straight out say this every time I meet with somebody, you know, obviously this is not the norm 
and we're going to do the best we can, you know, excuse anything that may happen in the background yeah. or, you know, if I suddenly melt into the background, <laughs> but um, I think just having the humor too, right. To, to add laughter and levity to the, to the conversation is so key because it is awkward. And some people don't like having a conversation like this. Right. I also met an adjunct over at Hope College and half of the class will turn their cameras off and yeah. you can't force them to turn it on. And right. I teach during the noon hour. So everybody's like having their lunch and stuff. But I say if I do have guests, I require you to have it on only because when you're talking to somebody, you want to see how people react, because it could be even just shaking your head right now. I can understand that you get what I'm saying. Or if suddenly I see you, you know, like, oh, the God, they just won't stop talking. I know to shift my my focus, right? So it's it's all of those things combined that you have to take into consideration when you are virtual and trying to build relationships. Hmm. Is there are there any brag moments that you don't get to share much of really cool things that you've been able to do and be a part of at Spectrum or anywhere else in your career uh, that that yeah that you might not offer up because it is a little bit of a brag, but I'm asking, so it's not bragging. <laughs> um, well, with Spectrum, I think one thing that I'm really proud of is that as soon as I came on board, we started having these community conversations on Facebook. And I had no idea the scope of interest that those types of conversations would really have in terms of the people who wanted to be involved with them. A lot of it revolved, of course, around the vaccine and communities of all types. Um, we had communities of faith. We, we spoke with um, different communities of color and how that impacts them. And the, the fact that people would email me after and say, you know, I was just thumb scrolling and then I stopped because you were facilitating this conversation. And I had no idea that this is how this type of community felt. I had no idea that these were the types of dynamics and obstacles that they were facing. I mean, I think that that moment made me realize that I took the right job because it was initiating the conversation and really encompassing compassion and understanding and at the end of the day, that's all we want to do because we want to help people, right? Mm -hmm. So I think in terms of, you know, a brag moment, I think I'm really just proud of that moment um, in terms of what it's done and what it will continue to do. That's incredible because not only is that allowing you to get to know the community better, that's getting the community to know the community better. And that seems like it would be the ultimate goal of a position yeah. like this. Bingo, yeah. Wow. Okay, so for you is communications a passion, a career, or do you see it as some mix of all those of those things or somewhere along a spectrum? Yeah, I think it's I think it's all of the above. I mean, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing if I didn't love it. And I love the field of communication because of the fact it is so broad in what you can do with it. Right. I have done three or four different iterations just by being in the field of communications. Right. So. You know, I've done my broadcasting career. I've done the whole content creation in my freelancing. And, you know, now that I'm Spectrum, it's the, it's the connection, the community connection part of it. And um, you don't realize how many of those skills can really be used across the board in many different avenues and many different jobs. Hmm. And then if you had to give one 
piece of advice to a student. I know you're a professor, so this might be easy, but <laughs> one piece of advice to students kind of coming up and considering all the options they could do. I mean, specifically students studying public relations or other types of communications. What would you say? Yeah, I'm a big advocate for uh, students to go in this field of communications because again, it is so broad. You can find the use of it in many different careers. The one thing that I would say is reach out um, and not just network in terms of, okay, I'm going to connect with this person, but then don't actually do the follow-up. Big no-no. I can't tell you how many times in looking back in my own life where I connected with somebody on social media and I didn't reconnect with them. And then suddenly you know, an opportunity came along and then seven months down the line, I said, Hey, you know, what's going on? And they had no idea who I was. Right. Mm -hmm. I think it's important that even at that age and when you're still trying to figure stuff out, if there's something that you're interested in more than 90% of the time, people want to help each other. So yes, if you want a job like mine, link up with me, you know, I'll, I'll tell you what I learned and, you know, I encourage you to do that with other people. And it may be, you kind of look at it as um, back in the day when they used to just do cold calling for, for sales or whatnot. But I think now people have the ability to connect in ways that they never had. And who knows, that whole you know six, seven degree of separation can really land you in an amazing place and never burn bridges. Again, all of the jobs that I've ever had in my entire life was because of somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody. And when I met that somebody, I kept that relationship strong and I didn't burn bridges regardless of the situation. And, and, you know, there are situations in life where things may not go the way that is planned. But even if you decide to leave a job, if you're let go from a job, always have a sense of decorum and a sense of understanding that maybe it just wasn't the right thing for you and trust in that. Um yeah, that would be my biggest advice is to really find ways to connect with people and sustain that relationship. Well, I would not be surprised if some students are sold on this job and are connecting with you after this episode. Kids. Oh, yeah, please do. So please do. Well, thank you so much. If there's nothing else um, that I'm missing um, that you wanted to share, I just uh, thank you so much for being on this episode. I think I this is like I love communications because there are so many different avenues. And for us students, it's like a big smorgasbord of things available to us that we don't even fully understand. So thank you for enlightening everyone on community relations and what that looks like for you. You bet. You bet. Anytime you need um, anything, let me know. And yeah, feel free to share my contact with everybody. You can find me on LinkedIn, on Facebook. I'm pretty active on both. I'm going to keep that. I'm going to keep that. <laughs> well, thank you, Jennifer. I really appreciate it. And there you have it. As I mentioned, Jennifer's information will be in the show notes. Like I said, send her a message. Like she said, make sure you remind her who you are, but she would love to connect with you. Jennifer really encouraged getting involved, finding those opportunities young, and exploring. And if you're interested in doing that, PRSSA is a great way to get involved. So find our website, connect with us on social media. You can learn a lot through this organization, and I highly recommend it. Thank you for tuning in, and I will see you next time on PR Hangover.